Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Riders on the storm. Riders on the storm. Yeah, the, the secretary, you know, issued a statement on Saturday, taking full responsibility, committed to doing better. Uh, as you've probably heard, we're conducting a review to look at the relevant facts, uh, the timelines. And so I think a lot of that will enable us to look at uh, where we can improve and what we need to do better moving forward. In addition, the Department of Defense Inspector General is also going to conduct a review to, to look at the notification timelines and processes. Uh, and so, of course, we welcome that uh, and we'll look forward to looking at, at what we can do procedurally moving forward. I don't think it's a question of procedure to know you pick up a phone and tell the president of the United States that the secretary of defense is in a hospital. The level of spin coming from the Pentagon, coming from the National Security Council. That's all about how we're going to do better. I think the conversation is about what you did, why you did it, and who within the ranks of the military doesn't know that you inform your superior that you're going to be away from your post. Tony Katz, it's good to be with you. This matters in the context of the joint uh, use of U.S. And, and the United Kingdom in a military attack on the Houthi rebels who've been attacking ships and others uh, out of Yemen, which is, of course, uh, the Houthi rebels supported by Iran. Major Mike Lyons joins us right now, retired United States Army West Point guy, military analyst, up and down your television dial. Uh, you have been looking at this situation. We'll get to the Pentagon in a minute. Talk to me about the decision to go forward with the UK uh, in engaging an attack on uh, the Houthi rebels. Where did they hit? What do we think uh, will come from it? Uh, good morning, Tony. Yeah, first of all, this attack could have happened two weeks ago or could have happened two months ago. And uh, finally, the administration decides to get with allies. I think it's a good good move to get with other allies, with the Brits in particular, uh, because this was complex. I mean, 100 bombs, 60 targets uh, put you know men and women in harm's way for sure. Uh, to go after this, to try to establish some level of deterrence, you know, back in the region there, back in a place where we should have been monitoring these maritime shipping ways, um, to go after, for example, air defense platforms first, the CAD, uh, that's uh, the search and and, and uh, to go after those those kind of air defense systems that they have set up there and the anti-ship missiles. Um, hit probably hard and soft targets. We haven't seen a battle damage assessment just yet um, because a lot of these targets were mobile. And we also saw that the administration gave really a heads up to what, what are, I think are the Iranian crews that were probably on these, uh, manning these places inside of Yemen, inside of these targets, sit the heads up, because for whatever reason, this administration does not want to put uh, Iranian soldiers in harm's way at the other end of the spear, even though they're clearly the, the archers in this, this whole operation. So I think um, it's a good start. We have to see what happens. We see what the response will be. It could mean an escalation, but again, if they'd done this two months ago, maybe it wouldn't be. We wouldn't be the place we are right now. Now that is uh, exactly where I have 
have been as we lost uh, the the major right there. We'll try and get him back. That there's no reason that this hasn't happened months ago. There's no reason that when the Houthi rebels started going after ships, when the Iranians started going after oil tankers, that the response wasn't swift and severe right from the beginning. So there's a question as to why not? Why is it that it took so long? Is this all about some idea of, of well, we were trying to negotiate. Negotiate with whom? And about what? And to what purpose? To what effect? What did you think was going to happen? I think Major Mike Lyons back on the phone with us. We heard so much about how the administration wanted to negotiate uh, with, with the Houthis. They were trying to negotiate this out. There's negotiation that's possible with the Houthi rebels who are clearly backed by Iran. I don't see it. Um, you know, the Houthis have got to now evaluate their relationship with the Iranians, knowing full well that it's not just the United States. It's uh, England, Australia, other countries have, have decided to get involved with this now. And, um, you know, they're going to put themselves in a position where they're going to see more damage. It's likely we could see a scenario that happened in the 80s when, you know, Ronald Reagan said, you know, enough's enough with the Iranian, uh, what they were doing in the Persian Gulf and put uh, three quarters of that Navy in the bottom of that sea there. So we could literally just go through and destroy each one of these sites and just keep escalating. Um, There's no other issue here. We've got to have concerns of our ally in Saudi Arabia, who has been fighting this uh, war with the Houthis for the past few years and had had some kind of ceasefire agreement with them. But that could also be all, uh, you know, that's another consideration we have to take into into what's going on here. So now you see this this happening. Uh, the you talk about these targets. You talk about you like the idea that this was done with the United Kingdom. Did the United States come to the UK and say, "Hey, here's what we're going to do," or did the UK have to take leadership on this one? No, I, the U.S. clearly led the way here, likely with the intelligence, knowing the amount of um, commerce that has been affected. I mean, this is a this is a global issue here. I mean, it's affecting what what's going on in the world. If you saw those maps, the amount of ships that have to avoid the Suez Canal, the Egyptians should have been angry as well because they're losing that commerce that was coming through uh, that part of the world. Um, and and this is something that our navy does uh, should be doing throughout the world, providing safe passage for our maritime ships. If you saw. The Chinese, uh, some of the some of the ships were faking that they were uh, flagged under Chinese uh, control uh, in a way to try to avoid because for whatever reason, um, the Houthis are deterred by the Chinese. They're afraid of them, but they're not afraid of us. So maybe this will change that calculus on the ground. We have to we have to just see what happens next. If the if the Houthis decide to continue to attack, or there is attack on American forces inside of, of Baghdad, I was surprised. For example, last week, Tony, when um, the U.S. went after the uh, situation, went after that target inside close to Baghdad of that uh, Hezbollah Shia uh, stronghold there. So at least we're stepping up. We're trying to do something. It's it's still a failure of deterrence, top to bottom. Talking to Major Mike Lyons, retired United States uh, Army West Point guy. Um, this idea of, of failure, this idea of, of a, a lack of deterrence and the idea that this should have taken place two months ago, which is exactly where, where I'm at. We talk about the idea of negotiation. Maybe I'm wrong. Was this uh, an attempt from 
the United States to engage in negotiation with Houthis? Or was that the the cover? And the truth is the U.S. did not want to get involved in the Houthis because it would show a further alliance with Israel in this fight against Hamas, and they didn't want that projected on the world stage. Yeah, I think um, there's not a lot of negotiating with the Houthis. It's not in the U.S. interest to negotiate here because we kind of come down to that level of, uh, you know, kind of a almost borderline third world country that's, that's taking place there. And we just are looking for changes in behavior. We're looking for really more of a behavior modification, um, get, getting other Middle Eastern countries to, to put pressure on the Houthis obviously wasn't working. And it also comes back to Iran. It comes back to getting them to understand. I, I don't know what it's going to take for the Iranians to change their behavior. And the Houthis have got to be, again, thinking about this relationship anyway, because if if they don't, uh, you know, the, they're if they don't stop doing this, the United States is going to continue to destroy military targets there. But but it's not in our interest to be negotiating with the Houthis here. They it, 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 we prop them up and give them more power and give them more, uh, you know, cachet than they really have in the situation. Let me take you uh, away from this conversation and, and where I started with um, the, the the Pentagon. And, and uh, just as a matter of disclosure, I did reach out to you uh, via mm-hmm. uh, a, a message. And I'm like, this, uh, this from, you know, Secretary Austin, uh, not informing the president. What what do you make of this? So let me ask you now, um, as you have seen what has happened, uh, being in a hospital, the president not being informed, really not being given the full story until just the other day, uh, the, the spin from the Pentagon, uh, to the extent that you can talk about it, how hmm. is this being responded to or reacted to by uh, the military up and down the line? Well, I mean... This administration has got to decide what it wants to do regarding the behavior here. Um, I can understand how Secretary Austin wanted to be somewhat private with this, uh, with this uh, diagnosis that he received and thought things were going to go faster. It, it's a, a classic example of so many different things um, went badly from a communications chain perspective there, that usually would have stop gaps that would have that would have changed that um, his uh, chief of staff would the uh, right to, and had the responsibility to, to um, communicate didn't do it because uh, they were sick and then the deputy was on vacation and a lot of you know he still had that responsibility to make sure it, would, it have happened um, we just have to, to see what goes on I think this now has become a little bit of a distraction and you saw the administration say, that um, he's been in charge and ordered the uh, the strikes from his hospital bed. So uh, it's, again, to me, from the administration's perspective, it's up to them uh, what they want to do going forward. But I really think it's going to all pass over here shortly. Major Mike Lyons, retired United States Army, M-A-J Mike Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S, M-A-J Mike Lyons on the X Twitter box. So you can find him there. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us.